In uh, Pentecost of 2019, I was up in South Carolina at Fort Jackson and military post chapel communities, what's a common thing because the communities are so transient. If you've been there for like three years, you're the long timer. And so uh, they ask who's PCSed in, who's come into the community today, who's PCSing out, who's leaving. And every single time there's always people coming in and people leaving. They ask who's celebrating an anniversary this week and is anyone having a birthday this week? And Father John was the celebrant and uh, as he asked whose birthdays were today, a few people raised their hand and right as he turned around, there was a girl right up in the front, just like four or five years old, absolutely adorable, big head of curls and everything. And as he turns around, she starts to raise her hand. And I felt terrible, this poor like five-year-old, it's her birthday apparently, and we didn't recognize her, I felt bad. So after mass, I go up to her and I, I knelt down. I go, is it your birthday today? And she goes, no, it's the church's birthday. And I was like, five years old, this girl gets it. She knew Pentecost is the day of the church. And she wanted everyone to know. She wanted to make sure everyone understood that Pentecost is the church's birthday. And just like any birthday, there is those who are the, 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 the birthday, whoever's birthday it is, they're the receiver of gifts. And then there's the giver of the gifts. And as we as church are the receiver of these gifts, the giver of the gifts, of course, is the Holy Spirit. That first Pentecost, there are three ways the Holy Spirit descended and bestowed these gifts. The first was that, that mighty wind that entered upon the disciples, that strong gusting wind. And that brings us back to the moment of creation when the Lord created the world, that wind, that ruah, that breath of God that descended and started to create the world. And so we have in this new wind that comes in, this recreation, we are being recreated, this new creation being the church, that first way. The second, tongues as of fire descending down upon the disciples. A sign of God's infinite love. The only way it could manifest was in this fire, bringing us back to Exodus, that pillar of fire that led the Israelites through the desert. Again, this image of God's love, which is a passionate love, a burning love, not a cold and distant love, but very present, very real, very near to us. And St. John of the Cross, he uses this image of placing a log into a fire. And when you place a log into fire, eventually, as the, fi the fire consumes the log, it becomes impossible to differentiate between the log and the fire. The, the log takes on the qualities of the fire. It starts to glow red hot. It becomes red. It becomes fully enveloped in those flames. And it's something which is, it becomes difficult to determine where the flames stop and that log begins. It becomes fully consummated in that relationship. The two remain, while independent, completely united. That's what happens when that fire of the Holy Spirit descends upon us. We become filled with that love and we become one with the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, we have these people who come, the diaspora of the Jewish people coming from all over the world, coming together and being able to speak each other's languages and to understand one another bringing us again back to before the Tower of Babel. And in the story of the Tower of Babel, it says that the people said, we ourselves will build a strong city with a great tower. 
It's all about, we will do all of this ourselves. It's all about me. It's this, this pride that's all consuming rather than recognizing that connection to God. And as I said, in a, in a, as this is the birthday of the church, it's Pentecost, there is the giver of the gifts and the receiver of the gifts. And pride, if I could describe it this way, is believing that we are both the receiver of the gift and the giver of the gift. It can become very easy to say, these are my gifts, these are my talents, no one else, I own them, they're mine. It's all about me. No one else has given this to me, it's all about what I have done, what I'm going to do. So I am both the giver of the gift and the receiver of the gift, rather than recognizing the Holy Spirit. And these images of, of wind and fire, could you imagine if there was a hurricane coming to Florida, what could we do to change the direction of those winds? Absolutely nothing. We cannot control the direction of those winds. What could I do? Could I place my hand in this candle, in this fire, and tell it not to burn me? Absolutely not. I have no control over that flame. It is going to, it's by its nature, it's what it's going to do. I cannot control the Holy Spirit in the same way I cannot control the wind, I cannot control the fire. I am to receive those gifts. I'm not the one who bestows those gifts. But it's not a, a passive receptivity. I can't just be standing around somewhere and be like, well, I'm just here to receive and whatever happens, happens. If I could describe it in the same way as an NFL receiver, an NFL receiver has to run a particular route, has to be in a particular place, has to look back at the quarterback, and has to have his hands open, ready to receive the football. There's a lot of work. It's an active receptivity. It's not just by magic that we are able to receive. Rather, we have to be open to receiving those gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so often we can put ourselves, rather than a place to receive, we close ourselves off. We hide ourselves away. It's a mere passive receptive. Well, you know, whatever happens today, we'll see, and whatever happens. Even coming to Mass, my guess is that you're coming here to be able to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, receive through the Word of God, receive through the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ found in the Eucharist. You are here to receive. But have you prepared yourself to receive? Are you ready and are you open to receive those gifts? Or are you here to check the box? I made it to Mass on Sunday, and now I'm going to move on the rest of my life. I'm going to move on with the rest of my week. We have to be prepared to receive, even before we show up to Mass, prepared to receive those gifts, having that openness. If there's maybe that sin that you've been struggling with, are you putting yourself in a place to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit to overcome that sin? Putting yourself in the confessional, saying, Lord, I need your grace, I need your mercy. Lord, send down your spirit upon me, create me anew, give me your love, that fire of your love, send that to my heart. I need to break free from this. Lord, where is that grace? It's there in the confessional waiting for us. We're about to enter into summer vacations and my guess as I went around the school the last week, lots of the kids had awesome places that they're going to be visiting this year, this summer for vacation. As you plan your vacation, have you planned where you're going for mass? Or is it, ah, well, we'll see if we go, maybe we go, maybe we don't know, we have no idea. Are you preparing yourself to receive the Holy Spirit even when you're gone? As if you could take a vacation from the Holy Spirit, as if you could take a vacation from your faith lives. 
Make it an adventure wherever you're going to visit. Where is this new church? Where is someplace interesting that we could visit? Maybe a historical church, something like that. Heck, bring me back a bulletin from that really cool church that you went to visit. Bring something back and be like, wow, like we went to this church, it was really cool, they had these awesome things going on. Father Adam, here's the bulletin. I would love that. I'm sure Deacon Tommy would probably love that, all these interesting things. So Father Walsh would love it, although he probably has stacks of bulletins, that's beside the point. But are we putting ourselves in that place to receive the Holy Spirit or are we trying to be merely passive? Or are we actively cooperating with the Holy Spirit that way we might truly be one? Because it's only when we're open to receiving from the Holy Spirit, receiving those gifts bestowed by the Holy Spirit, that we can finally be united.